Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. With the opening of Chef Dean DeMarco's Burger Time in Audubon, New Jersey, his first opening as an owner now at the start of 2022, I went back and revisited a conversation we had this past August of 2021 that I didn't yet have a chance to air. Consider this a bonus companion podcast to DeMarco's Burger Time What's Cooking podcast. In this conversation, DeMarco so generously and candidly opens up about his female-to-male transition and his journey of self-discovery. You know, started using different names when I get my Starbucks cup, you you know, from I, I went with Dean for a while. You know, sometimes you just have to try it out a bit. And, and you know, the Starbucks cup's a good way to do that. At the time when we last spoke during this particular conversation, he was about five months into his transition process and was working as a chef at Sonny's Cocktail Joint. It's worth mentioning that now in January, DeMarco is about a month away from approaching another milestone, what he calls his one-year tea-versary. This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia. That's a quick, delicious, flavorful bite. It was really hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. It is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can, and then resume the 5K. This is What's Cooking on KYW. I'm Hadass Kuznets with Dane DeMarco, also known as D. And Dane DeMarco is telling us his story of transition. So I think it's very fascinating, especially in this industry where you've built a name for yourself before you were Doreen DeMarco at American Sardine Bar, South Philly Tap Room, and Second District Brewery. So can you take us through that story of making the decision to change? Because that's also a professional decision as well. I think the professional part or aspect of it is what kind of held me back a little bit. I was very nervous because I did, you know, spend most of my career trying to build and establish a name for myself, you know, in the busy chef world where it's competitive. So I think that taking the steps and finally, you know, making the decision to pull the trigger and change myself and become my true self, it was time. How long had you been thinking about transitioning? I mean, I guess I could say the typical response of, you know, I've I've always known since I was a child. You know, I was the tomboy. I wanted to play football, ice hockey. I always wanted to do boy things. I hung out with the boys. So I would say I've known since I was a kid. It wasn't until I met my, like, first female to male, like, trans person that I was like, oh, wow. Like, I kind of, you know, it never really crossed my mind. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then I kind of, you know, started researching more and, 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 you know, getting an understanding. And, like, you know, I was probably about 20, 
21 when I was like, oh, okay, I think, you know, that I'm trans. How did you know that you're trans? Uh, I mean, you mentioned the football, but there are, you know, girls that play football that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I just I just always felt uncomfortable in this the lane of, you know, femininity and, you know, dresses and, you know, makeup and, and all the things in society, I guess, you know, define, you know, femininity and being, you know, a woman. I guess. And how does it translate into the chef world? Well, a lot of people will say the chef world's like a boys club. And there are a lot of, you know, female chefs in the most recent years that have are really, you know, dominating the industry, which is like super awesome. But I don't know. Have you noticed people treating you differently now that you've transitioned? Or have you noticed things that you haven't noticed before in the chef industry? In the chef industry, I haven't really noticed any difference yet. But also, you know, I'm very new here as Dane. So so I, I've been only been Dane for five months in, in Philadelphia. So I'm interested to see how things are going to change. <laughs> Can you tell me about, I, I guess you have to, I mean, you don't have to renounce your resume because it's still you, but you have to kind of explain everything. Yeah, I think, um, well, that was like one of the main things. And like, you know, I have a very supportive partner. Um, my wife, Sierra, has been supportive throughout this whole transition and even before my transition like we both knew you know that it was going to happen one day and my one thing holding me back was always like hey you know like I've like finally like created this name for myself and you know I'm you know I've done the tv shows I've done all these things as Doreen and like where do I go from here and I think what really pulled the trigger and what made her kind of you know be like come on was Elliot Page. It was uh, very inspiring to me because, I mean, Elliot Page is a worldwide celebrity. And, like, if he can do it, like, what's holding me back from Philadelphia, you know, world? Right. That was Elliot Page, if people don't know. Elliot won an Oscar for Juno. Yes. Right? Yeah. As Ellen. And then that Instagram photo, especially the shirtless Instagram yeah, photo. Surgery. Yeah. 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 It was very, you know, good for him. Like, super happy. You know, and, and, and that is the thing, like, you know, my, in my experience, you know, my mental health, you know, has completely changed. You know, I'm more comfortable starting just now, even five months in, in my own skin a little bit more. So you're thinking if Elliot can win an Oscar and transition to Elliot, then you can transition and make your name known again as a, as a chef. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I just feel like if, if someone who's that famous on that level can do it, then there's no reason that's an excuse to be holding me back. Is that part of why you've made the decision to be so forthcoming? I think so. I also think, you know, a lot of people are very confused with, uh, you know, who Dee is and who, who Dane is. And, and, you know, there's things coming out now with that name on it. And I think discussing it and making it, you know, more socially known is, is going to be helpful, I guess. Yeah. So what do, pe- what do you want to explain to people? What you- is there something that you want people to know that would help you and other trans people? I mean, I guess the, the best thing to know is just like, you know, it's really important for people to be comfortable in their own skin. And like whether it's, you know, someone transitioning or, you know, even just changing their pronouns to neutral. Or, or anything like that. It's a, it's a thing about respect and their comfortability and, and, and like people should like really respect it. There's been a lot of talk with mental health, particularly with the Olympics these days. How has transitioning impacted your mental health? I feel like it's impacted my mental health because I no longer feel like I'm like hiding under a blanket. I'm just out there and open now. And it's just, you know, it's more comfortable, you know, walking day to day in my life. I kind of, I don't know how to ask this, but I, I feel like there are a lot of trans people that people don't know are trans. I mean, if you don't know that they're trans, then, you know, that's, 
Right. That's really none of your business. So giving trans visibility like this, what do you think that that does for the community? I mean, I hope it brings more of it to light. Personally, I don't really see myself as like, you know, a spokesperson for it. There are many people who who have taken these steps and walked this path, you know, that have done a lot for you know, trans rights and, and, you know, LGBT rights and just human rights at that. But, you know, I think if more and more people are, you know, open to accepting it and open to talk about it, then hopefully it can, you know, just bring light to the situation and make it, you know, more acceptable across the board. You never know what up and coming chef or, you know, what young kid looked up to you. You never know. I mean, I hope that, you know, just by telling my story and, you know, I'm 34 years old and starting this journey of the next chapter of my life that maybe someone can hear my story just like you know I learned from Elliot and you know take the next steps and becoming your your true identity would you have done this before if you like if if you felt like comfortable to do so I feel like with COVID happening and you know having time to yourself for the first time in a while you know everyone kind of had this break for a minute during the lockdowns that like you had time to self-reflect and kind of figure out what you want and where you want to go and what you want to be and you know that happened multiple ways in my life you know I'm with a new company now you know I got married over COVID after my wedding got canceled twice you know I'm just taking new directions in life and it spoke to me as you know this is what I want and this is where I want to be so let's do it. So for other, there might be other people that are just like you that are concerned about their careers. So what would you say about how are you looking at the resume, for example? I mean, I guess I would say if you are, you know, afraid to be your true self in a company that you're in, then maybe that company is not right for you. You know, one thing with my last company is they were very accepting and they were very open, you know, to any changes that were going to come. And I think that that's like a big step. And like, if you need to reflect that way and look at like your company as like, hey, then maybe like that's not the company you want to be with or a part of. What about like you've done some TV work and appearances and chef appearances as a chef for American Sardine Bar, South Philly Tap Room, Second District Brewery, which you are known for? Yeah, um, I, I've done a couple of Food Network shows. I was on Chopped. I did Guy's Grocery Games. I did Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives with the Tap Room, and, you know, and, and all those things. You know, it was it was terrain, but, you know, my identity is the same. I, you know, I look the way I, I did on TV then as I do now you know it's just my voice is a little deeper and you know I'm just using different pronouns and do the folks at the Food Network know? not yet but (laughs) maybe if they like I don't know if I want to do something else in the future you know I'd hope that they would be open to it I might even do a show on you Oh, maybe. That'd be cool, though. <laughs> that would be cool. So what's next in the transition process? So I just had my top surgery done in June. So I'm still recovering from that, but very, very happy with, with you know, the way my body's feeling after that. I've been on testosterone for five months now. And basically next, I'm just looking forward to, you know, seeing where that takes me. Because, you know, so far it's mostly just like, you know, the voice drop and things like that. But and we'll see if, if I even am able to grow, you know, any little bit of... Hair. Yeah. Facial hair? Facial hair, yeah. It's like you're going through a new kind of puberty. I mean, yeah, it's essentially second puberty, 100%, like in every way. What is it like for you mentally also, like your body is changing? As your body changes, what are you going through? Well, you, the body changes are in fact very different. You know, when you're a kid, you know, fifth, sixth grade, you know, having the chats about puberty and things like that, you know, they, they tell you all the things and, you know, all the things that 
happened to the to the boys in your class are happening to you now and i'm in my 30s so you know experiencing acne for the first time is like really not that fun but you know it, it's it's worth it to you know feel the way i want to in the end as as my true self yeah they when you have the the talks for on adolescence the kids don't know and sometimes they're like my body's gonna do what oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> is I there mean, the, the sweatiness the stinkiness the the uh just the increased um libidos and and all the things that you know happen when when you're a teen and experiencing them all over again now and in my 30s so is there are there any body changes that you didn't expect or were you that you were like surprised by i'm super sweaty all the time and hot like i am always hot like my wife wants to murder me because the house ac is set at like 68 and she's freezing and i am dying of heat oh my god <laughs> so hot all the time that is so funny that's so crazy yeah like right now i'm sweating because <laughs> it's, it's just i don't know it i was never was like a big sweater or, or like hot or anything and just now i'm just like constantly hot and sweaty all those new hormones yeah exactly it's just like pumping hormones do you feel differently do you think differently or do you still feel like yourself uh, I mostly still feel like myself. Um, I feel like I kind of have a little bit more confidence when I speak. Um, I've been able to set up like more boundaries for myself, and I don't. I don't know if that's just like the mental health aspect or you know the the tea aspect. But regardless, it's changed since. Can you elaborate on the setting boundaries? Uh, you know, with like work and and home life, and just like having that like proper balance. You know, where, just, where you couldn't do that before, as Doreen. I feel like I was a little more um, hesitant, and like felt like more was expected of me. And you know, even like with my cooks and stuff. You know, just like you know, I have a bunch of line cooks, and you know, my Sue's and and dishwashers and all that. Who. You know, in the past, I've been, like, a little more, like, chill and lax and, you know, kind of in a bit at the end there felt like, like, during the pandemic at least, like, a little bit, like, taken advantage of. And now, you know, now I was just, like, you know, how to chat. We're back here. We're doing our own thing now. And I'm, like, that person's dead. That's not the same person. This isn't going to fly anymore. And, like, you know, just being more direct in a sense. Like, I'm no longer beating around bushes. I'm communicating directly and and I feel like that just comes with the added confidence that I that I now have like yeah, yeah. yeah I was gonna ask you how much is that how much of that is you being your true self and the confidence goes with it and how much of that is gender roles do you think um I don't know I guess it could be a little bit of both to, to be honest like I don't I'm not gonna deny that I don't think that male privilege exists on the phone it's so different with when I speak with men on the phone now than it would have been tell me <laughs> well, we're getting our pool fixed at our house, and the guy calls. He asks for Dory, and I say, "Oh, you know, da da da." I call him back. I say, "Hey, you know, it's Dane. How are you? You know, you're gonna come look at our pool." And he's like, "Oh, yes, yeah, man, totally." You know, starts duding me and manning me, and all of a sudden, he wants to work with me to get my pool fixed. But ten minutes prior, he's on the phone with my wife, and he's, you know, saying to her, "Oh, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna drive out there. Like, I gotta see what happens with the insurance and if they're gonna cover it first And with me. Oh, yeah, man, totally. I'm going to head on over. What's wrong with it? What's going on? Let me send you pictures of, like, what I think you need to buy. And I was like, oh, my God, did I just, like, experience that for the first time? And, like, I did. And I was like, whoa. And I've been, like, telling the story ever since because it blows my mind. So people are starting to treat you different from gender, from a gender perspective. Yeah, I feel like I more so uh, get it on the phone end of things, you know, rather than the in-person things because, you know, I still rock a little baby face and stuff, so... <laughs> 
it's fascinating. Yeah, it, it totally is. It's it's. It, I mean, like I said, when that happened, it like blew my mind. I like called my wife back. I was like, "You're not gonna believe what just happened. Like, I just experienced this for the first time ever." Was she like, "Yep, I would have told you that." Yeah, exactly. She was like, "Uh huh. Yeah, you're just learning this." I'm like, apparently. But didn't you see that before as a woman? I don't know. I don't really actually know if I like noticed noticed it as much. Yeah, now I do. We're going to have to recap in a year. And see what and happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're going to have to tell me the differences. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, totally. I, I could have told you. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like, you know. I mean, I feel like from here it's only going to just get more and more, you know. Totally, so. totally. What, what do you love best about transitioning into your true self? Uh, I really enjoy the confidence that I finally feel and the freedom to express myself the way I've always wanted to. And then what about career-wise? What do you do with that? How do you how do you explain that if you wanted to go to another employer? Well, I think what's really great is I just started uh, with the Hawthorne's company and, you know, Heather and Chris and Susan have all been, you know, so awesome and open and everyone in the company has been super great. You know, it is a very diverse company to begin with. Um, your resume is still you. Exactly, and the resume is still me. And, you know, I just, I feel like it's just finding the people, like I said about other people in their companies, you just got to find the company that, like, you know, wants to work with you. Have you thought about what you want to say to the Food Network when they come calling for Doreen? <laughs> well, I will probably just reintroduce myself or, you know, refill out that bio and, and include, you know, that more of my story because they love a good story, you know? Everybody loves a Everybody good story. Everybody a good story. Exactly, exactly. How does this story end? Well, hopefully the story ends eventually with, uh, you know, me opening my own little sandwich shop as a side project, uh, Hank Sandwich Company. And, uh, you already have a name. Oh, yeah, I already have a name, LLC. I just need a building. And, you know, working with Heather and Chris and doing some next endeavors and doing the thing. Sonny's Cocktail Joint. Sonny's Cocktail Joint. Mm-hmm. Super excited about it. We're doing some really cool things. Dee, congratulations. I feel like... Um, I mean, you said it's been, what, five months? It's only been five months, yeah. Wow. wow. You're in the infancy of transitioning. Yeah, pretty much. I'm like, you know, 12 or something. Right. And you have <laughs> your whole life ahead of you. Yeah, 100%. What a feeling, huh? Yeah, it's a great feeling. You know, I really look forward to, you know, seeing where it takes me and, and uh, you know, this new journey that I'm on. So COVID really was like your year. You got married, you transitioned, you're like living your life. Yeah, absolutely. I I would say 2020 wasn't a terrible year for me. You know, we bought a new house. We got married. uh, I started a new career path. uh, You know, I transitioned, which, you know, see how I throw it out there now? Now it's just like a small little detail and uh, a really excellent year. I think it's important also. Your story is so important because it gives trans people visibility. Absolutely. And, you know, like I noted before, you know, I know that there's a lot of trans people out there that do a lot of things. And like, even if me telling my little small story can help someone or raise visibility, then, you know, I'm here for it. So I know you were previously a chef for Women Against Abuse. Are you still doing that? So I participated a few years back. um, And then this year after COVID, you know, they, they were doing it digitally. They reached out and asked if I wanted to participate. And I replied to them and said thank you and everything. And I appreciated that they would want me to be involved again. But personally, I didn't really feel like I fit that gender role anymore. And I didn't want to, you know, take away the visibility from other, you know, female chefs in the city. How did they react to your response? Oh, they were very welcoming about it and very, you know, excited to hear, you know, my new journey of life. And they wished me well and, you know, said thanks. So. Right. Can't 
be a chef for Women Against Abuse if you don't identify as a woman. Exactly. I don't identify as a woman anymore, so, it, uh, you know, it wouldn't be right. That must have felt good, though, to feel like an acceptance from them and, like, having them wish you the best. Yeah, it was. It was really awesome. You know, it was a good exchange. And, you know, it made me also feel more, you know, aware of who I was. Was it by email? Yes. So it's kind of like a dipping your toe into the water of like how you're going to, this is an example of what's going to be happening in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I, you know, I'm excited now to do events coming up this year as myself, as Dane or D. And, and just starting anew. And you're going to come out to these other professional groups that you've been involved with in the past. Absolutely. You know, all of the events we've done in the, I've done in the past, such as like Feastival and Philly Cooks, Philly Mags, Best Of, all of those events that I've done, you know, in the past as myself, you know, I'm going to have to have this conversation of, you know, here I am now. It's like the same conversation I'm having. It's like a re-coming out, essentially. Do you have any tips or suggestions or words of wisdom to other people that are struggling with their identity? I would say if you're struggling with your identity, like, think it out. Because you're probably, you know, feeling the way you feel for a reason. And, you know, maybe try talking to somebody or, you know, seeing a doctor or, you know, just talk to your doctors. That's the thing that people don't do like they're they're your doctor talk to them did you talk to a doctor absolutely i uh i actually go to the new jefferson lgbt practice that's in haddonfield which is really cool it's kind of like the mazzoni center but it's in new jersey it's more available you know mazzoni center is hard to get into but i yeah i think one of the biggest things of advice that someone gave me was i don't understand why people lie to their doctor so much they're your doctor like tell your doctor how you feel tell your doctor the struggles you're having Tell your doctor what you're thinking. And, like, you know, maybe you can come to a solution, like me and my doctor have. So what did you say to your doctor? Were you saying, I'm thinking about this? I mean, I said I've been thinking about this since I was a kid, you know, and, and I've, you know, brushed it under and I've pushed it under and I've, you know, I'm finally, I think, ready to take that next step. You know, I'd already started using they, them pronouns. I had already, you know, started using different names when I get my Starbucks cup, you know, from... I went with Dean for a while, you know, sometimes you just have to try it out a bit and, and, you know, the Starbucks cup's a good way to do that. (laughs) Um, And then like, you know, once I settled on where I wanted to be with, with Dane, I, you know, went to my doctor, you know, and, and we started a very small dose tea. I'm still on that until about six months and then we'll see about upping it up a little bit. So did you, did you speak with a therapist or was, did you not need that? Were you like, you know, I, I just know. Uh, I actually did have to see a therapist uh, in order to undergo or start the tea shots themselves. Um, I also had to see a therapist to get a letter to state that um, I would be eligible for uh, top surgery. What makes you eligible, like from like a therapy standpoint? I'm not quite sure. I think that they're just like mostly seeing that you uh, are like in the right state of mind and that like you are able to make decisions. I think it's more of like in that kind of aspect as opposed to like, you know, trying to dig any deeper. Just making sure that you're like able to make decisions for your life. You know what I mean? Right. And since you've been thinking about this for years, you knew. Absolutely, yeah. Since I, you know, I, I... I didn't really have anything like that I that was flagging them of me being like, oh, this is fake, you know, so. Right. Like if you have any other underlying like mental health issues that yeah. might not. That, yeah, things like that might prevent, you know, from, you know, being approved right away without probably having more than one session. Right. Yeah. Wow. So you, you spoke with your doctor, you spoke with a the therapist, and then you started undergoing the process. 
Yeah, I started the process of tea like right away. Testosterone. Testosterone, yeah. I started testosterone right away. And then it took me a little bit to find surgeons who accept insurance um, and to go through all of that to, to schedule my, my top surgery. What was it like coming out of surgery? Oh, it was awesome, actually. I was like so excited and I couldn't wait to like show off myself that... We actually like went to go get my prescriptions and I like got out of the car and walked into Costco. And like most people I've talked to that have like had top surgery or like anything like that invasive of a, of a surgery is like, how did you do that? And I think I was just so pumped off of like adrenaline and like happiness that I just was like, I'm gonna go cruise through Costco. Right, I, so. I mean, you, you had just come out of surgery. Yeah, like literally 20, like, I mean, not, I had just come to, by the time I came to and leaving the hospital, it was probably like a good 20, 30 minutes. Not wow. even though, it was pretty quick. That, what a feeling though, to be like, you're like, wow, I'm starting to really be in the body that I always thought I should be in from the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the only downfall to that is I had my surgery in summer and like I now I just can't wait to go swimming. And I, I have not technically been cleared yet to do that, but hopefully I will be. When do you get to go swimming? Hopefully in the next couple weeks. Wow, that's so awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. Put the swim trunks on and no rash guard. Yeah, that's going <laughs> to that's going to be the uh, the like moment you know are there tr a lot of trans people visible trans people in the restaurant industry that you know of i think that with society changing and a lot of gen z and all of that entering into you know the workforce and all of that i think it's making and helping you know with visibility of you know trans visibility gender fluid visibility you know agender asexual like all of it like is it's just like i think you know really it's there and it's there to stay now i think you know i think it's the older end of the industry i think is what's going to be needing to adjust yeah yeah because really i mean from what i understand the restaurant industry like you said was very male dominated now women have you know gotten into the industry but that was hard in itself yeah yeah i mean there's like whole events for it now and you know and i, th I think that that's also you know needed still you know i think that female visibility in the chef world is important absolutely like you know what i mean like it's been male dominated for so long that like it's so great to see you know some female dominance and now even some queer dominance coming into play too yeah do you, do you foresee events with like queer trans do, uh, dominance or like events run by chefs that that are like in that world I mean, I think that that would be pretty cool. You'd probably eat some really good food. You know, I know a lot of uh, queer folk in the industry, and I know, you know, a couple trans folk as well, and they're all forces to be reckoned with, so it would be one pretty awesome food party. Nice. Anything else you want to add? Final tips, final messages? Talk to your doctor. I feel like you're literally, like, saving lives by telling your story. I mean, even if, if it's just one life saved, that's important. It's kind of emotional because it's so powerful what you're doing like talking about your life experience yeah and you know like i said if if you know elliot page could inspire me hopefully you know even if i just inspire one person then it's you know a job well done someone's definitely going to hear this story and definitely going to identify with it and i i know that you're going to touch at least one person it's just just your honesty is really 
like life-saving. I, I hope so. It's really all I can do is, you know, hope, hope that someone hears this and, you know, is feeling that same way. Dee DeMarco, also known as Dane DeMarco, is a chef here at Sunny's Cocktail Bar, previously of American Sardine Bar, South Philly Tap Room, and Second District Brewery. Dane, congratulations on your transition Thank and you. your new identity. Thank you very much. That's it for this episode of What's Cooking on KYW. You can follow the show and get other delicious tidbits on Instagram at Food in the 215. And follow me on Twitter and Facebook for more news and insights at Hadas Kuznets. If you have a food tip or feedback about the show, reach out. And please take a moment to help us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. It helps us to keep making the podcast and get it to new listeners. I'm Hadas Kuznets, and that's What's Cooking. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.